Donna and Steve experience on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Let's talk music, shall we? It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. And Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This is the beat. All right, all right. Let's talk about Usher. Okay. You know, Usher was not probably even on your radar. My guess, when he came out, you were... I was ready for him. I wanted to see what was going on. That's not what I'm saying. There were a bunch of memes going into the, the halftime show, and it was a bunch of moms around 40 years old yeah. who were stretching and getting ready for <laughs> Usher, who provided the soundtrack to their... High school sure. and college yes. years to come out on stage. You are correct in that way. I had a friend text me. She goes, all right, I'm not joking. I'm being serious. Is Usher still a thing? And I go, I think they're specifically targeting, you know, as somewhat older woman. Sure. Or and, a demo. Well, listen, you know what? And in the same way, and I wasn't really excited for the show going into it, but that argument that your friend made, you could make about Anybody. The Rolling Stones, when right. they come out, they're not putting out new music right. that is on your radio. Uh, but I'm not saying that Usher's at Rolling Stones level. And but he you does can have make a new argument. album out, by the way. Sure, and go okay. download it. Right. By and large, I thought it was a very entertaining halftime show. Now, I grew up in the Usher yeah, era. I liked it. I know all the songs, and it was funny watching the... All of us, all of us were around 40 to 45 years old last night in the room. And especially the girls were like, oh, yes, oh, this song. And it, it just felt like a bunch of 40-year-olds getting down to the halftime fun. show. And so we were appreciating that. It was fun. People were singing along. Oh, now it's this song. Oh, there's Lil John. all that. It was great. And I would overall give it an eight and a half. Lou said she might have enjoyed that as much as she's enjoyed any Super Bowl halftime show oh, that immediately good. came to memory. Cool. Well received. By the way, let me just be clear. I can promise you Donna did not like this halftime show. I did. Based on how... No, Donna, I'll I know you you're... I'll show you my text. I'll be like, that was solid. Yeah, go. No. No, go. I was like, that was, that was solid. solid. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. have a, probably like a five or six. But here was the moment <laughs> for me. God. And I was the minority. But when my man came out on those roller skates... <laughs> I immediately found myself in a fight with the rest of the room because I appreciate the skill that it takes to sing and dance and hit your marks on roller skates. Not roller blades, y'all. I never learned how to roller blade. So I'm a roller skater. So if anyone's going to be like game recognizes game, I see the roller skates and I feel seen. But in that moment, and I'm not trying to clown Usher, eight and a half out of ten, in that moment, when Usher rolls out and, and he's he's coming around a turn, right? Because he's got a circle into his spot. It just here's what it gave me vibes of. The uncle who said, I can take you guys to that roller rink party today. That's fine. And then midway through the party, he's like, Oh hell no. These kids think they know what they're doing. I used to do the backwards grapevine. Okay. And then he goes okay. and he secretly gets skates. And then midway through the kids having their party. Here comes Uncle Usher out, and he's just hitting the turn, oh, and he's just roller skating. One of my favorite tweets was, 
Usher out here looking like he's bringing me my order at Sonic. Okay, okay, that's what that but means. Okay. I thought it was. I thought that was sort of a funny, like, oh, now this feels very forty-five-year-old. Like this oh, new generation, you think you got it? We used to roller skate. Let's get them. But it was well received online. And I again, loved that in the room. I mean, my wife was like. Why don't you put skates on and try it right now? Go ahead. See if you can do what Usher just did. I'm like, look, I'm not saying I can. I'm just saying that was the only moment for me where I was like, oh, we are all in our mid-40s here just trying to look cool at the party. But I, I feel like roller skating is coming back. That's what Twitter says today. They really? They say Usher single-handedly brought roller skates back. Okay. All <laughs> I right. But I thought that was that. really fun. I was more like... How the heck did he get those skates on so fast? And how the heck did he get them off so fast? And how did he not bite it? After he slid through someone's legs and then he stood up, he had a quick little moment where it looked like he was about to go down. And he he spun out of it and pulled it off, but it looked like a miscue. And all I'm saying is if Usher would have fallen to the ground, you know, now I'm thinking of the uncle tearing his Achilles. If that oh would God. have happened, I wouldn't be at work today. I would still be at home processing what I saw. But he pulled it off. It was fun. He played the hits. He brought out a lot of folks. The only person we didn't see that I thought we were going to see was Justin Bieber. Right. But Alicia Keys was there. Lil Jon was there. Ludacris was there. Jermaine Dupree was there. It was cool. I Jermaine Dupree. I don't remember him coming out. You know, he didn't exactly look like your memory of Jermaine Dupree in your head. Turns out he might be getting older. And by the way, (laughs) tons of people were Googling last night, how old is Usher? And I read that this morning, and about three minutes into the show in our room, somebody was like, how old? Go around the room. And he had pulled it up, and then we were all guessing. Usher 45, by the way. Okay. All right. Uh, Yeah, Jermaine Dupree looks... He looks good. He just looks different. Yeah, just different. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Changed his look up a little. Cool. Um, Okay, so then we had uh, the Beyonce commercial with her trying to break the internet. Right, because uh-huh. was it for Verizon or T-Mobile? I can't Verizon. remember. Oops, sorry. Um, so it turns out that she released two new songs. They are kind of country-esque, if you will. Okay. I do like one of these. Uh, here's a, a like a mashup of both of them. They're called Texas Hold'em and 16 Carriages. This ain't Texas. Ain't no Hold'em. Not really. I love it. I do too. It's so cute. I'm down with that. I love it. Okay, I think the other one's attached to it. this one more than I did the first time I heard it. Alright. Oh, for 2 for me. What, what's going on? Subjective disinterest. Okay. Alright. Just didn't... Just didn't click. No. Okay. Yeah. I, That's fine. I don't know. This is not working for me. 
I'm happy for you guys. And I think it's great. It's I, like, whole... I think it's fun that she's doing something different. I mean, she's from Texas, so she probably grew up around a lot of farms and for horses. Sure. Yeah. And, yeah. That's great. And I'm sure K-102 <laughs> is celebrating today as they add new songs to their lineup. And and the wolf and Coyote 92 <laughs> You're That's probably good, right. Yeah, oh my They're gosh. like, oh my God, she's handing this to us on a silver platter? Yes. Yeah. All the right. programming directors are like, all right, now everybody say, say Beyonce. Say Beyonce. <laughs> They're going through all of her names. You can call her Bay. They're probably in a boot camp right now. She's great. <laughs> They're getting like the biggest hip-hop and R&B pop music star of her time now comes over to the saloon. They're pleased. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Steve. That first one would have worked like at a camp square dance, but I'm not in my car. Like, oh, is this that new Beyonce Texas Hold'em? I like it. It's simple. Thanks for taking us to camp this year, Dad. Dosi do. There is a dance happening to this. For oh, and sure. I'm sure, and it'll take over the internet. I'll be wrong. TikTok. It'll be the biggest hit of the year. It's the beauty of this country, though. I do like that one a lot. For no apparent reason, you can just dislike a song That's or a fine. piece of art. Absolutely. You know, but you like all Picasso and his garbage. <laughs> I have enough five-year-olds bringing me home stuff I got to put up on the fridge. <laughs> I don't want to pay thousands of dollars for it. I hear you. Right, I hear It's what makes the world go round. All, all right. right. Come back. Okay. Let's find out what Mike's favorite commercial of the night was. Yes. And then maybe we'll find out how uh, Mike went to Vegas last week. Got a little action involved. Had some extra reasons to watch the game. Golly, I'll tell you. Mike's got a story. Yeah, we'll get to that. When we come back, Don and Steve on my time. Hey, friends, what's up? It's Steve for my pals at the Canopy Group. Uh, Boy, I love them. I think that you would, too. If you're thinking about making the switch, I'd say now is a great time for you to do it, friends. Save a little money. Get some better coverage. Let's go. You know, last week you were inundated. Countless home and auto insurance ads. Maybe you saw them over the weekend, during the game. Uh, maybe you've heard, like, you're in good hands. Do you feel like you are? Oh, you got to double check. We've heard some of these different slogans, right? What are we checking? Their work? Are we checking our work? How does any of this work? Okay, with the Canopy Group, it's simple when it comes to the world of insurance. You get options. Options is how you save. It's how you get the best coverage, too. With the Canopy Group, you get 16 uh, different companies, auto insurance companies, that might work for your situation. Now, another one might work for you next year, but here's the great thing about the Canopy Group. They have flexibility. Each year, they will look at your situation, and they will make sure that year after year, not just when you make the switch, but year after year, you're always getting the best coverage for your situation. Check them out today, thecanopygroup.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Oh my gosh, we're back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Everybody's talking about the Super Bowl last night. Crap, the per- was that all last night? It was, Steve. Oh, don't tell gosh. me. I DVR'd it. Don't tell me. Don't tell all me. All right. There was a game. There was uh, celebrity spotting. There was music. It is a pretty cool night. Like, right before the game, you've got um, Andrew Day, right? Mm-hmm. Then you have Post Malone. Then you have Reba McIntyre. I missed Andrew Day. Thank you for the pronunciation correction. You're and welcome. I accept. But I did miss her. I re- I did. I missed that. Um. Yeah, so we had three in a row there. Andrade, Post Malone, Reba. Then you got the game. Then you got countless celebrity shots. You've got all the celebrity loaded commercials. Yes. Usher's halftime show with all these cameos. Yeah, it was a big night. The Super Bowl is a fun, it is a fun event. I can't wait. You've got family, you've got food. I can't wait to hear the number. My guess is this will set the record for Super Bowl viewing. And I think it will do so handily because you have Patrick Mahomes. Yes. So if the football fans are already in, you got the Taylor Swift effect. It just felt like, and then you had a great game. So the people that watch, you didn't want to turn off because it wasn't 28 nothing in the first quarter. Right. It, I, 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 I'm excited to see that number. Thank you, Donna. Thank you, now, Steve. Mike, um, Mike went to Vegas last week right before the Super Bowl. I mean, so brutal. The world of... Sports betting. And Mike said to me in the hall, it's amazing how they get this stuff right. So, Mike, can you explain to those of us who maybe are, yeah. are unfamiliar with sports betting sure. and, and lines and stuff like one, that? How one of the most, yeah, one of the most popular bets people will make, whether it's on the game, you know, you just, you know, Kansas City will win or San Francisco will win. That's obviously the money line easy bet you can make. But then there's also the over under, which a lot of people bet on. And that is, yes. okay, I think this is going to be a high scoring game. I think this is going to be a low scoring game. And you basically say, I think it's going to be more than the points or less than the points. Well, last night, uh, the game, and we all know how sluggish of a start it was. I mean, it was 0 0 after the first quarter. Yeah. Yeah. scoring. Yeah. It was yes. three. I mean, it was very. Very, very low scoring. Well, the line for that game, even with it being so low scoring, was 47.5. So, so that basically, means combined points for both teams. Yep, combined points for both teams, 47.5. So uh, I personally thought, okay, it's going to be a little high scoring. I think uh, 49ers defense really has struggled in the last month. So I think they're going to be able to move, uh, move the ball, uh, That they being uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. And 49ers pretty good in their own right. And uh, it ended up being, once they went to overtime... And then each team had an opportunity to possess the ball. They finished 25 to 22, which if you add that together is 47.5. So again, even with overtime, Vegas always knows. You're just, it's wild. Like when they set the line and and by the way, there's a guy, uh, Scott Van Pelt on ESPN who has his own sports center and he does bad beats, a segment. And it's really entertaining because they will say things like, all right, the over under, was 142 points, 142 and a half points in this game. And then it will show you how with within like the last 30 seconds, for no apparent reason, all these bettors who bet under were like, we're safe, we're going to win our money. And then last second, the team that's already out of the game chucks up a half quarter just for fun. It goes in, they lose their money. I mean, the fact that it was uh. set at 47 and a half and there were 47 points scored, it's just, it's like Vegas knows something. Not to mention, an um, extra point was blocked. 
for the first time in that guy's that's career. Right. So if that extra point isn't isn't blocked, that's one more point. Now, granted, the game script would have changed a little bit, sure. but still, the idea that one one extra point was blocked and it was exactly the difference between the over and the under. It's just nuts. Man. So Fun. did you win? I did not. I went the over. Okay. Yeah. Kansas City got that part of it. And I was like, yeah, they're definitely going to win, but I thought it was going to be more high scoring than it was. Not to be. And that's what's fun about it. And also, since Kansas City, they didn't kick an extra point. At right? the very end, no, they just scored the touchdown. So then it's just six. Just so just right all there. those painful yep. little ways yep. where it's like, yep. oh man, we yep. were so close. They used to have to kick the extra point regardless. Yeah. But not anymore. Did um, anybody in your camp win anything? I won on the trip. I did not win on the game. Got and it. nobody that uh, I was with won on the game either. Got it. No. Okay. There were a lot of people that were betting on San Francisco with me. And Got so it. They were very upset. Uh, Mike, did you have a favorite commercial last night? Any I, that stood out? Yeah, I did. I think for me, uh, we were laughing the most at either the BMW one, the Christopher Walken one. I thought yeah, that was that really was good. good. Or then, I mean, the, the Dunkin' Donuts one was just that so, was good. so good. So good. Tom Brady, yeah, taking it so seriously, playing the keyboard in the corner, and then just gives him knuckles is like this is this is great. And Matt Damon oh, saying it is so hard to be your friend sometimes. It's just it's very it's cute. really great. J Lo at the very end. Oh no, no, Tom, you can stay. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. You remember when I said I'd do anything for you? This is anything. Like this counts. No more. Cute. Can we play a little bit of the or let's play the whole thing? The Christopher Walken. That was oh the pretty, Christopher Walken one. Yeah, let me find it, that one. It's clever. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh can good. I say the loser of the night too? While he pulls that yeah. up. I thought the loser commercial of the night, a guy who I really enjoy, Chris Pratt as Mr. Uh, P in the Pringles commercial displayed during the first quarter. And I said, what a waste of money that was. I'm sure you had to pay big money to get Chris Pratt to do it. And he's a funny guy. I thought it was so poorly written. Like it never went anywhere. There wasn't anything. You have a big star. You've got a big brand. And then it just, yeah, you had a mustache. It just went nowhere. Yeah. I, I thought that was a loser then. Here's the BMW commercial. Nice ride. It's the real deal. 100%. Electric. It's the real deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 Of course. Enjoy your coffee. Careful, it's hot. Thanks. Your dog's so cute. Yeah. Ooh, so adorable. Yeah, wow. Yeah, right. uh-huh. We both know it's the man. Makes clothes. You know, you look nice. Okay, we're done. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Mr. Walken. Does this table work for you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did someone say yeah? <laughs> Don't you got somewhere to be? Yeah. <laughs> oh. There's only one Christopher Walken and only one Ultimate Bride. That was a good one. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, because he's got to be one of the most imitated celebrities. And I'm sure when people meet him, they are eager to give it a crack. <laughs> totally. <laughs> you know, his whole life, like, yeah, and he's just ahead. rolling his eyes, like, all right, go ahead. And he's Where thinking, you, you know, wow. <laughs> At the end, you know, what else can he say? What'd you think of the baby pickleball? I also thought that one Meh. lacked punch. It felt like it needed punched up. Yeah, like it needed sort of, something. It's cute. A cute concept. The concept was good. The yeah. concept of the Pringles commercial, good. Just it's never got like, there. Yeah, we need a little more. Gotcha. Um, hey, we have a good concept, but we need you to help us take it over the finish line, and that is the College of Pop Culture Knowledge, 651-641-1071. Oh, hey, guys. Don-
Donna here with a message uh, for Bradshaw and Bryant Law Firm and about how social media uh, can be used against you in a personal injury case when it comes to something you post. It's probably not something you really are actively thinking about after an accident. And these days it's just normal to post about things that happen to you, whether they're good or bad. But here's the thing I wanted to talk to you about. I have learned from Mike Bryant at Bradshaw and Bryant that because insurance adjusters will use anything they can to keep you from getting what you truly deserve, they can take your social media post and twist it, take it out of context, and that's going to include both words and pictures. You've only got one shot at winning your injury claim, so be really careful with your posts. There you go. That's my message for the day. You know what? You could schedule a free consultation with Mike Bryant at Bradshaw and Bryant very easily. Just go to minnesotapersonalinjury.com. And we're back. Thanks for listening, you guys. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. We've got the big Zamboni with us. And we're going to play a game. Time to go to college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, the Big Zamboni. I want to see how smart you are. We will find that out as we play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge today. And do want to remind you that today is College of Pop Culture Knowledge. is brought to you by 191 Virtual Academy. You can Google 191 Virtual Academy to learn more about supporting your child's passion and purpose. Yesterday, of course, was the big game. We did uh, commercials on Friday. But one of the other storylines around yesterday's game that I don't think we've even talked about yet is how dang good the city of Las Vegas looked. Yeah. It was awesome. It did look really good. Yeah, fantastic. every bump shot that they had coming back from commercial was like, wow, look at that. Yeah, it was nice. I loved the sphere. So, that was fun. Me too. So today for the College of Pop Culture Knowledge, we're chatting about Vegas. Okay. Okay. Vegas, baby. All yeah. right. We're, um, okay. We're talking Vegas. And we got <laughs> Melissa. <laughs> Donna. And we got nice. Melissa on the line to play with us. Synonyms for the same thing. Hi, Melissa. Hey guys. Is it Melissa, did you say? It is, yeah. Melissa, how are you? Where are you calling from this morning? Uh, I am sitting in my car going to work after this. What city of the state of Minneapolis nope doesn't matter. That was the wrong thing. Where Good do you one, work? Steve. Well, you got the city right. Okay, you work in the city of Minneapolis. Okay, that's great. Correct. Wonderful. Um, you know Donna Valentine from her years on Country hey, Radio. Hey, Melissa. Hi, Donna. <laughs> so, Melly, if I may, oh boy, here we goes. are going to take a quiz. And the topic is Las Vegas in pop culture. Would you like to team up with Donna Valentine or Steve Patterson? All right. Well, I thought this through hard, okay. and Donna, I love you, but what? Steve's reaction to Beyonce and those two horrendous songs <laughs> made me think that we're on the same wavelength today. That's okay, what I, I think I'm going with Steve today. Yes. Okay, I'll be back. Thank you, Melissa, for not making me feel like a out of touch curmudgeon. Just wasn't working for me. Oh All right, hey God. Donna, go get us some candy, huh, pal? All right, right. Melissa, you're going to go on hold, and uh, Donna's going to make her way out of the studio. We're going to play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. We're chatting about the city of Las Vegas. Steve, 
You ready to give it a roll? I'm ready. All right, let's get it started here today. By the way, uh, you trailed on a 15 to three or 13 is the score. So you're Bugger. back by yeah, two. I would like to get on top. Opportunity to close it within one. Let's see how it goes. We'll start it off with this one. The Tournament of Champions is a dinner theater presentation inspired by the story of King Arthur. So it's appropriate that it's held at this Las Vegas casino. Pass for now. In terms of rooms, five of the ten largest hotels in the world are in Vegas. Excalibur name, is the first one. Go ahead. Name one of the name one of them. Uh, in t- again, in terms of rooms, five of the ten largest hotels in the world are in Vegas. Name any one of them. MGM Grand. This related duo are the first all time when it comes to number of residency concerts performed with more shows than second and third combined. Penn and Teller. All right. Anything um, you like repeated. The second one, MGM Grand. In, in terms of rooms, five of the ten largest hotels in the world are in Vegas. Name one of the five. Yeah, I'm going to go with MGM Grand. I'm going to stick with that. All right. We're going to bring Melissa back in here. Melissa, you heard his answers. Uh, he gave Excalibur for the first one, said MGM Grand for the second one, and Penn and Teller for the third one. Your thoughts? Um, can you repeat the second question one more time? Absolutely. In terms of rooms, five of the ten largest hotels in the world are in Vegas. Name one of those five. Okay. He, he went with MGM Grand. Sure. Okay. Anything else oh, you want to repeat? Oh, I was I was thinking, uh, I was like, oh, man, I think maybe Bellagio or Caesar's Palace, but... Um, I'm going to change it to Caesar's Palace. You're going to change it to Caesar's Palace. Okay. 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 All right, we'll take that. Make All right. I change. believe in you, Melissa. I believe in you. All right, Melissa, you're going Donna. back on hold. Come on in, buddy. All right. Here comes Donna, everybody. Oh, just like E.T., she just dropped Skittles on the desk. That's nice. Hi, Donna. Yeah, I know he had Reese's Pieces, but all we had were Skittles. Welcome back. Thanks. Sounds, I heard some clapping. Yeah. I think that you're going to do well. All right. We'll find out. We'll okay. get it started. Here we go. We're playing uh, College of Pop Culture Knowledge, chatting about City of Las Vegas today. You ready? Yes. All right, here we go. The Tournament of Champions is a dinner theater presentation inspired by the story of King Arthur, so it's appropriate it's held at this casino. The Coliseum? In terms of rooms, five of the ten largest hotels in the world are in Las Vegas. Name one of those five. The Bellagio. This related duo are the first all-time on number of residency concerts performed with more shows than second and third combined. A related duo. Related duo. Our first and our first all-time when it comes to residency concerts performed. You got eight seconds. Uh, Donnie and Marie. Anything you like repeated? Nope. Okay. Two seconds. Shout somebody out. Okay. <laughs> Let's run Dang through it. My friend Dakota. Too late. Doesn't count. Dang it. You're going to win this, Donna. Wow. He's already given Penn it and up. Teller are not related. I almost said Hall and Oates. <laughs> also not related. Right. Let's go ahead. Nor have they had a residency that uh, right, I'm aware yeah. of. Okay. Let's run through the answers. Let's, uh, we'll start with the... Could have uh, been the Smothers Brothers. Donna. We'll start right there. This related duo are first all time for a number of residency concerts performed with more shows than second and third combined. Just for fun. Second and third. Second is a guy by the name of Barry Manilow. Mm. Oh, and he yeah. passed a guy by the name of Elvis Presley. Oh, wow. And if you combine all the shows they played in Vegas, you still didn't get, go high enough to get to Donnie and Marie. Nice job, Donna. Yes, they spent you. 11 straight years at the Flamingo. Ooh. 
boy. And it, they must have performed almost every single night because their total is like 1,700. I mean, wow. shows. It's insane. Man, I do bummer. like the word flamingo. But I word. bet if you went to Vegas today, you wouldn't want to stay at the flamingo. I'd probably stay at Circus Circus. Really? No. Oh. I'd stay at Planet Hollywood. Thank you. Let's go to the first one. It's Donna with a 1-0 lead. The Tournament of Champions is a dinner theater presentation inspired by the story of King Arthur. So it's appropriate that it's held at this casino. <gasps> no. Remember King Arthur's? Yes, yes. Hold on. You want to change it? Yes. I forgot. I think I got this one. It's called the... Five seconds. You got it. The, you know, the thing where you eat the turkey on a... Medieval times? Yes. Well, basically, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Tournament of Champions is basically medieval times, but that's not the correct answer. The casino that it is held at, appropriately, is the same name as King Arthur's sword, Excalibur. Excalibur. Oh, Excalibur oh, is that Dave. very old and rundown casino. What did you say? Caesar's Palace? Coliseum. Coliseum. Which is at Caesar's Palace, by the way. Okay. That's the mm. performing Remember venue of Celine Dion. In the hangover, yeah, whenever Zach Galifianakis asked the person at the front desk, sort of sheepishly, this isn't the... Real Caesar's Palace. What's funny you bring that up because we move on to our second question here. By the way, it's 1-1. In terms of rooms, 10 of the largest hotels in the world are in Las Vegas. Name one of those five. Steve gave the answer of MGM Grand, Las Vegas. Good Good one. It's big. That is number three out of the top 10 in the world. That answer was changed by Melissa... To Caesar's Palace, come on, Melissa, which dang. ranks one spot higher than Let's... Bellagio. Oh, dang! Outside of the top ten, no, you both get that one wrong. Oh, Melissa, oh, oh, the ex- sorry, the acceptable answer. <laughs> yeah, I'm the, the really num- intrigued. Number one in Vegas would be the Venetian. That oh, has Venetian. over seven thousand rooms. Holy no golden cow. nugget, I'll in, tell you that. Right? Seven thousand rooms in two different buildings. Now the MGM Grand has the most for one complete building. That is at uh, just under seven thousand. You could have also given me Win Las Vegas okay. and Encore Resort. Those two combined. Also Mandalay Bay or Luxor. Actually, uh, I thought the Luxor as well. The giant huge. pyramid. Oh. Yeah. Those were the answers you could have given me. Unfortunately, Caesars Palace and Bellagio rank 15 and 16 on the list all time. That means Mm. now... I think they must just be so grand, um, but not have as many rooms. Yeah. Yeah. They're definitely nicer casinos, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, hey, Melissa, we got it. We got to dig deep here, sister. Okay. All right. So we are going All to right. the tiebreaker. You guys know how this works. I'm going to start reading this tiebreaking question. Whenever you think you know it, yellow at your name. That is your buzzer. If you give me the right answer, you win. If you give me the wrong answer, your opponent gets to hear all of the rest of the question and uh, we'll decide a winner. All three of you are ready. Okay. <sighs> ready. Yes. Yellow at your name. This juicy 66 year old hotel and casino is getting torn down next year. It is... Oh, Melissa. Melissa, for the win. Tropicana. Tropicana is the correct answer. Good job, Melissa. And she totally redeems herself. Nicely done. Good job. What a story for you today, Melissa. Oh, my gosh. Way to go. Redemption. How did you know that? Tastes good. 
Nice Tropicana <laughs> orange you juice. Know? Did did you just I don't think? Know. It just came to me. It just came to you. Okay. Juicy. Yeah. yeah. The rest of the question Juicy. actually. The rest of the question is: It's projected to give way to a new Major League Baseball stadium, which yes. is ironic because one of the worst baseball stadiums shares its name with the resort a Tropicana, Tropicana Field. Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, oh. nicely done. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's way to go, funny. Melissa. Stay <laughs> on the line. From what we have gathered. You will be receiving a T-shirt in the next thirty to one hundred and twenty days. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. All right. Stay there. Mike will get your details. Have a good day. All right. Thanks. Thanks, you guys. Bye. Oh man. That was awesome. Now it's fifteen to fourteen. Donna. Fifteen to fourteen. The score. Dang it. Shoot. Is it wedding crashers or wedding the wedding singer that took place in Vegas? Wedding crashers. Zach Galifianakis. No, so that's Bachelor. the hangover. You're thinking the of the hangover. hangover. <laughs> Mike Tyson? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tiger in the backseat. Yeah. Remember yeah, yeah, right yeah. right before you started yeah, going you through said, the answers? Yes, I yes. referenced the movie by name. Yes, but I didn't recall the name. I just was thinking the movie that took place in Las Vegas. Right, but I even if you said it, it doesn't matter. I didn't retain that. Okay. 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 <laughs> if I was your girlfriend right now, I would say Calm down. But since I'm me, I can't say that. Well, you're trying to poke the bear. I can see what you're no, doing. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, make it sure. Mike hates it when mom and dad fight. Makes him uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Then he'll just go stay with his other mom and dad, Bradley oh, yeah. and Dawn. Well, I like you guys better. You don't fight as much. Totally. What a traitor, right? Hey, Donna. Uh, no, he's helping both shows. Oh, you're right. You're yeah, right. He's yeah, 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 you're right. Sorry. Not you, Mike. It's okay. a different it's guy a different I was talking Mike. about. Mike yeah. Tyson. Yeah. Anyway. I have a tip. Who is in the movie The Hangover? <laughs> you win, Donna. Okay. Thanks. I feel like you'd do well with some of the learning apps that we just got for Dev, too. <laughs> <laughs> I think you would, it would you'd crush these things. Hey, listen. Right. Um, when we come back, I have, a, I have a brief little tip I do want to share. Okay about goal setting and why you're doing it wrong. And by the way, you know how it's like, hey, you got to be specific. It's got to be measurable. Yes. Does it, though? One of the reasons why those fail. I'll explain that. When we come back, Donna and Steve on my talk. Uh, Hi. Welcome back. Thank you for listening, you guys. So happy to have you on a Monday for those of you who decided to go to work. Also, it's Monday, February 12th, which means the statute of limitations on boxes of chocolate that were left in people's mailboxes. Oh, no, Hear me my. out. Hear me out. <laughs> boxes uh. of chocolate that were left in people's mailbox in December. The jig is up. I don't think we got it till January, if I'm being honest. I it is that. now a free-for-all. The mailbox, if you see a box of chocolates, get after it, my friend. I have a full box of chocolates here. Now, I have been playing a long game, and I'm not going to say with who. With someone in the radio department, I'd been playing a long game where I was. Imagine this. There is a little chocolate box and it has a little yellow string around it that you can slide off. Mm-hmm. So I was able it's to a little elastic. Yeah. Pull the plastic up and there was like a little note card or something like that on top. I was able to reach in and get a piece of chocolate. I started with one and I wanted this person to like the next day go to get their chocolate and be like, oh my gosh, someone's been eating my chocolates. And then a couple weeks later, I went. It was still there. I reached in and got another chocolate. Today, that box of chocolates is here, and I don't think it's going back to this person's mailbox because, again, I need to help. 
I'm helping this person because if the big boss comes down and sees this box of chocolates on mm-hmm. February 12th, we're about to hit another holiday, another chocolate holiday, too. It, this would not serve this person well. So now I'm pretty much taking one for the team. Oh, not all heroes <laughs> no, wear capes. No. You know what, Steve? You're not winning any fans over with this story. Why? Because I'm stealing from someone Basically, a gift that somebody else gave to uh-huh. them for their hard work right. and dedication. Right, and you're like blaming the victim. You're Donna. basically like, hey, if you didn't leave it in there, it wouldn't have been stolen. Exactly right. You were asking for it. The purse was there. Your your door was open. It was unlocked. I'm not supposed to take money out of your purse. This person, and by the way, that person is not the only person who has a box of gourmet chocolates in their mailbox. It's on, y'all. Pappy is coming for you. Donna, they got to eat these chocolates. This is outrageous. Maybe they were saving it for Easter. You think they were doing that? If I'm a victim blamer, you're... You're you're whatever the opposite is, but in an equally unlikable fashion. You're always the I don't know what the term is, but you are. Uh, come on, straight shooter. You're always teacher's pet. That's what you are. I'm not. You're just, you are. You used to rob people with me. You started this. When we found someone from KS95 and we jacked their chocolate because we knew it'd do better in our tummies than theirs. That used to be you. You were the one who taught me my first crime. I learned it from you. God, Mike. You want a chocolate, Donna? I do not. This is because you're pre-diabetic or because you're principled? Both. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for your honesty. I think you know what you need to do today. What? You need to... Take one of these home and give it to Lou for V-Day on Wednesday. Mm, Sounds like a plan. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say... Go through the drive-thru, that chicken joint, where they give you communion. <laughs> He's talking about Chick-fil-A. They do not They do not administer communion at Chick-fil-A in the drive-thru. That is what you need to do today. Thank you. Have a blessed day. <laughs> oh, gosh. There's a teaser for the Bon Jovi no, documentary. No, no, I already oh, teased the story that oh, I didn't, I didn't get re- to. All right, here we go. Time for a tip. Mm. Time for a tip. <laughs> there you go. I was reading this article about um, goals this morning. Because I have a few goals to get the hell out of this job, among other things. <laughs> but uh, it said you should ditch specific measurable goals and instead choose process goals. This goes counter to all of the goal speak, woo-woo books that are like goals need to be specific and measurable. Don't say, I want to lose weight. You need to say, I want to lose 15 pounds by June 1st. But what happens is people then, they rush to reach the goal. <laughs> hey, Donna, <laughs> your nostrils are so flared right now, I could I could fit one of these chocolates up there. Why aren't you taking this seriously? I am. I'm waiting for you to get to the meat of the story. Most people rush to a goal. They reach the goal and then they rest. So 
Okay. You say you want to lose 15 pounds by June right. 1st. What happens is you rush to reach it. You change your lifestyle. Yes. Then you reach the goal. Hey, I lost 15 pounds. It's June 1st. I did it. Now let's have a pizza. Then you rest and it all just goes back. Hence the yo-yo diet. Now, this is not just diet. in physical transformation, but that's a goal that a lot of us set. Okay. That is measurable. Instead, in that example, they would say, choose, I am going to be a healthier person. Choose a very broad goal, and then you just commit to the process where there is, frankly, no finish line. Thoughts? Better. I like it. More manageable. Less pressure. But you, oh, okay, he's having another chocolate. Well, it just feels like you're getting into something. Uh, I was just going to say, yes, I actually think that's a good tip. Very good. Really? I do. Thank you. So you wouldn't necessarily say, I'm going to try to save $2,000 by the end of the year, but I am going to become a saver. Yes. Because then once January 1st hits, you're still a saver on January 2nd. Exactly. Yes. I'm going to be better about saving money. Or I'm going to be less... Um, but, 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 careless with how I spend money. It's a blanket statement, but it works for me. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing there with your I'm head? I'm thinking about weight now of people, and I'm wondering if we are thicker as a nation now. I don't want to offend. Now versus when? 200 years ago. Mm. We have more weight loss products workout systems, diets to follow, pills to swallow than ever before. Yet I think we might weigh Be more. Fatter. It's the F word, Donna. You can't say it. <laughs> I'm sorry. We might be. Big boned. Yeah. I think Isn't there's a lot of preservatives out there. I think yep. so. I think we're all essentially have been embalmed already. Yes. yes. We're eating garbage. We are walking mummies. I like it. That's interesting, though. I wonder if there were, you know, the whale, your boyfriend, Brendan Fraser. Sure. Were there whale-sized people in the year 700? Oh. When you were looking for crickets to eat and eating what you hunted? I don't think there were. But then what about... um... But then people didn't live that long. But they didn't have protection from the elements. When I watch that show alone, I think the fact that civilization is here. Yeah. That back in the day when you had to build your own hut and hunt your own food. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. And it's tough to take a vegan stance or a vegetarian stance in the year 200 B.C. Because as I learned during during Alone, there were people who were like, we're going to eat these berries and these this seaweed and stuff like that. But then at some point, they say our bodies will shut down if we only do this. It's just not enough calories. We have to kill something in order to keep living. Wow. Sorry, guys. I went into a trance there for a bit. <laughs> I, think I was like, chocolate. what? Yeah. But you know what I mean? Yes. Back, it, it's, it, you would see these people in this show who are like, I have to kill this squirrel right now, and I'm sorry, squirrel. You're living your life, but in order for me to keep living mine, I'm going to have to do this. I don't have a landing spot for Mm. all this. I stole somebody's chocolate recently. Mm. I'm a criminal. I'm an outlaw. What is this? My first prison interview? (laughs) We got to go. Let's go steal something during the break. No! Stop! Let's jack somebody's car. We're going to listen to the teaser.
for the Bon Jovi documentary after Mike's dirt alert. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll be right back. We're- 